We are still talking about being grateful. Gratitude is something that God expects. After all, he's done so much for us. And if someone has done a lot for you, wouldn't you want them to show forth appreciation and acknowledge it? Well, come on in today's episode and we will discuss it. Are you ready? Let's go. We are still dealing with gratitude. We want to have an attitude of gratitude. Want to know why? Because God expects gratitude from his people. Look, 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter in the 18th verse says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, this is what God wants for us. He wants us to give thanks. Now, listen, not for the circumstance, because we know there are some difficult circumstances that we are facing, we're going through, or may even go through. And not all of them are pleasant, but God wants us to develop a grateful heart to be filled with gratitude. Now think about this. Have you ever done something for someone or you, you know, you did uh, something that you thought would be beneficial or helpful to them and they didn't say thank you? Now, how did that make you feel? You, you were expecting some form of appreciation, right? You expected them to acknowledge in some way the act of kindness that you showed them, right? I'm sure you did. It's disappointing when you've sacrificed, uh, when you've shown mercy and there is no acknowledgement or appreciation of your act of kindness. Now imagine how God feels at our lack of gratitude when we do the same thing, especially when he has done all that he has done for us. When we talk about gratitude, we're talking about having, you know, an appreciation under any circumstance, like it doesn't really matter what's going on. The person who has a grateful heart, you know, they, they are the ones that can find the good in all situations. They respond to good. Now you have to have this as a settled mindset, you know, gratitude. It has to be your way of thinking. You have to always look for the good, even in the midst of horrible situations. We have to find, um, the good in it. There's a silver, a silver lining, they say, in a cloud. Now, when we look at the word gratitude, it comes from this Hebrew word called hakarat, hatov. I hope I said it right, y'all. I'm practicing my Hebrew. Hakarat hatov. It literally means responding to the good. That's what it means. That's what gratitude is, responding to the good. Now, I want to tell you briefly about an 
account that happened in the Bible, and it's familiar to you guys. It's about the 10 lepers that met up with Jesus. And you can find this story in Luke chapter 17, and it begins at verse number 11. Now, this encounter that the lepers had with Jesus can tell us a lot about gratitude. As a matter of fact, the bottom line is that Jesus was expecting the lepers to return with gratitude to God for the miracle that had been worked in their lives. Let's just take a look at it really briefly. This is verse number 11. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem and he was traveling somewhere between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. Okay. Now I kind of, you know, feel like this wasn't an accident. I really feel like Jesus knew those lepers were going to be there, even though Dr. Luke doesn't tell us, the Bible doesn't specifically state that that's what occurred. But it kind of puts me in the mindset when Jesus said he must need go to Samaria. You remember that story about the woman at the uh, well. If you don't, it's in John chapter four. Go read it. It's good for you. So anyway, the lepers saw Jesus, they met him, and the Bible says they stood at a distance, which is what they were supposed to do. They were not supposed to come in close contact with people. And when they saw him, they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. Some translations say, have mercy on us. Y'all, that is just straight up compassion, right? Now, if you know anything about lepers, if you've done any study about it in the Bible, uh, Leviticus is a good place to start. There were certain rules and they couldn't be near people. If they came in contact with folk, they had to shout unclean, unclean. They were isolated. You know, leprosy was a dreaded type of disease. And so it had a stigma attached to it. But look at Jesus. The Bible says in verse number 14 of this 17th chapter of Luke, when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. Now that's what Jesus said to them. Now remember the lepers were at a distance and they cried out in a loud voice. Well, I did a little research about leprosy and there's a lot of things that happen to people who have leprosy. And one of the things is that they have a hoarseness or they develop a hoarseness with their voice. And these men, these 10 men cried out to Together in a loud voice, probably as loud as they could get, considering their hoarseness. Anybody ever been hoarse and tried to talk loud? Y'all, that's difficult. I want you to see something about these lepers. They were bonded or they were united in their misery, okay? Nothing else mattered to them. They had a common ailment and they had a common problem. Their race was not a factor. Their financial status didn't matter their education of background, you know, did not separate them. Nothing at this point in life mattered to them, but the fact that they were alike. They had the same condition. They were separated from society. They were separated from family and friends. Y'all, they couldn't even participate in corporate, corporate worship. 
they see Jesus. And I, you know, I'm always wondering, like, how did they know that that was Jesus? You know, my mind just takes me on this journey when I think about it. You know, Jesus rarely traveled alone. So I'm sure there was some entourage or people around him. It could have been too that um, they had heard about him. They had heard about the miracles he was performing. They might've even heard about the leper that Jesus healed in chapter five. Y'all gotta go back and read that in Luke chapter five. So there's a, you know, a grand scope of possibility, but the key was they recognized him and they called out together in prayer to Jesus. If y'all don't think this is a prayer, it is a prayer. Jesus, master, you know, that's, that's acknowledging that Jesus has authority, have mercy on us. Now, I believe that crying out uh, captured Jesus's attention, but the Bible doesn't say he heard them. It says he saw them. So, you know, I'm just going to infer right there that he, you know, their, their noise, um, uh, kind of captured his attention a little bit. And then, you know, he turned and he saw them. Now, Jesus, when he sees you, mm -mm, he don't look at you like people look at you. He don't look at you judging what you got on or, or whether your hair is straight or, um, you know, if you are the right pedigree. No, not Jesus. When he looks at you, he sees you. He looks at you with eyes of compassion. He looks at what God has created you to be and what your life could be like if it's touched by the hand of God. So when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. Now y'all, that's a powerful thing right there because the lepers, um, would go to the priest for the priest to announce that they had been healed. Like I said, go back to Leviticus chapter 13 and read about this process. So they went, as they went, the Bible says they were cleansed. Now, I don't know if Luke was just trying to simplify this whole scene for us because it does not say they go, what? What you mean go show us go go show ourselves to the priest? I still got leprosy. I see these spots still on me. My finger still uh is broken, it's gone, there's is nothing there. You know, I can't hardly talk, my can't hardly walk. We don't see any of that, and I don't know if any of that occurred. What Luke wants us to know that there was compliance, there was obedience obedience to the word that Jesus gave. He said, go. He said, show, you know, yourselves to the priest. So when they asked Jesus, master, have mercy upon us. And Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. It was a done deal. That thing was settled right then and there. Jesus had answered and shown compassion to these people. So they were going along. And I imagine in my mind as they were going along, they were looking at each other and they were noticing 
noticing subtle changes that was happening to uh, the others or each other as they went. Because the Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed, you know, brand new. Looked at my hand, you know, the old Baptist preacher would say, and my hand looked new. Looked down at my feet and they did too. I started to walk and had a brand new walk. It said I started to talk and have a brand new talk. Y'all, come on now. Let's go to church on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So look, y'all, one of them, when he saw he was healed, see, because he now he done took his hand, his eyes off of the off of the others, and he's looking at himself, and he now sees that he was healed. He stopped his forward progress to the priest and he turned around. The Bible says he went back praising God in a loud voice. Now, this is one who had a raspy voice. This is one who was hoarse. And so now he turns around and he goes and thanks God. He goes and throws himself at Jesus's feet and he thanked him. Come on now, this is one who had a heart full of gratitude. You got to think about this for a second. This leper recognizes that he has been given a new lease on life and he didn't want to go any further without thanking the one who was responsible for the miracle that was occurring in his life. This leper forsook going to the priest and turned around and went back to the highest priest. He went back to Jesus and he fell down um, at his feet. Now, let me show you a couple of things here. Now, when they first saw Jesus, they had to stand at a distance. Not now this man is healed and he knows it. And so he goes and he stands at the feet. No, he lays down at the feet of Jesus, showing complete humility, right? He humbled himself at the feet of Jesus. Come on, y'all, because he was so full of gratitude and thanksgiving. And not only that, he praised God in a loud voice. I don't know what he said. I just can imagine. He just said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And he did it in a loud voice. Voice, right? He had a raspy voice, a hoarse voice, could barely talk. He had to have his voice combined with others in order for him to be heard, but not now. Mm -mm. And then we see it. He was a Samaritan. Now this is important. It's important because the Jews had conflict with the Samaritans, right? They didn't think that they were um, pure, uh, they he, they thought they were half-breed and not worthy of the blessings of God. When this man comes and throws himself at the feet of Jesus, Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Y'all, that's verse number 18. 19 says, then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Look, even Jesus was saying, didn't all 10 get cleansed? There were nine others, you know, that, that were Jews. They were Jews. And in their midst was this one Samaritan. And see, the Jews' uh, salvation came through their line. That's Jesus, right? Now, I don't 
want to talk about those other nine lepers in the fact that they might not have been thankful. They could have been thankful for the fact that they are now healed. They followed the command. They went on to the priest and they told the priest, um, they showed themselves rather to the priest, but they didn't come back to give the one who worked the miracle in their lives um, a thank you. You know, they were ready to get back to their lives or whatever it was um, that they were unable to participate in due to their ailment. And I get it. I get that. But here is the point. God expects gratitude. Jesus said it here. He says, where are the other nine? Okay, where are they? Where are you when God has blessed you so abundantly and tremendously? Have you forgotten to give praise? Are you taking for granted the blessings that the Lord has bestowed upon you? Come on, y'all. He expects that we be grateful and that we give gratitude. Y'all, when we look at these lepers, they were in misery. But now, oh boy, mercy has presented itself and they are free from their bondage. I read somewhere that someone said that 10 of them prayed but only one of them praised. And this, this is powerful, y'all. We need to pray and we need to praise God. And then we also need to give him this gratitude from our hearts. Come on, think about it. Just think about it. He's deserving of this praise. I want you to know that the Bible says that Jesus said to this Samaritan, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now, you know, there's a lot of discussion about that, but you know, this man here received salvation that day. This man um, received a relationship with Jesus where the Pharisees and the scribes, the teachers of the law, the Jews were separating themselves from the Samaritan. But this lets us know that Jesus is no respecter of person. You know, if you come to him, he will accept you. The Bible tells us whosoever will let him come. Now y'all we're, we're, you know, we're at Thanksgiving. It's coming tomorrow, right? Thanksgiving. Now we don't need to be thankful just on that day. We need to be thankful every day. When you look at your condition and you see how God has protected you and blessed you and kept you and helped you despite all of the issues and problems, you know, think about what he brought you out of, what he carried you over, what he brought you through. Remember to give God thanks. Remember to praise him. Praise him in a loud voice. Don't worry about what anyone else says, okay? Because God expects gratitude. Now, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your bountiful blessings. We thank you for how you save us, Lord, how you kept us and how you have made provision for us, how you protect us. We give your name the glory today because you are the great and mighty God and no one is like you. No one can beat you. No one can defeat you. And so we just celebrate you. We just sing your praises because you're worthy. 
All right, y'all. This has been your daily dose. Remember, a daily dose of God's word is good for the soul. Be blessed.